Good morning. morning. Five years ago, um, God gave us a vision. That vision was to plant a church. Um, We wanted to um, come into Fayetteville and and start a church from the ground up to to build uh, a church in a place where where there wasn't a church. And and, and our hope was to um, build a church uh, that was all about the gospel, centering and focusing on the fact that Jesus Christ has come. He has lived the life we should have lived, died the death we should have died in our place for our sins. And we, and we wanted that to uh, reverberate and go through and move through the entirety of our church so that everything that we did um, as, as we're thinking about uh, kids' curriculum, as we're thinking about how we're going to counsel people and, and, and what are we going to do for this and that, that, that everything would be centered on and around the gospel. That was, that was a part of our vision. That was a part of what we wanted to do. We, we wanted to, to plant a church that was all about the Bible, where, where theology mattered, like, like where we really believed that what God's word says is really important. And so we would go to the Bible and love the Bible and talk about the Bible and, and preach the Bible. That was, that was a part of our heart and, and, and our vision as we planted the church, we, we wanted a church that was all about the gospel. We wanted a church that was all about the Bible. We, we wanted a church that felt like family, that, that when you came here, there was, there was something a, a, of, of a closeness, that it wasn't just people that you, would, you didn't know that you sat in a room with awkwardly once a week, uh, but, but rather we would come together as a family, love one another, serve one another, be about and for one another. We, we wanted to plant a church like that. We, we had that vision to, to, to create something like that together. We, we wanted a church, we wanted a church that wasn't pretentious. You know what I mean? We, we wanted a, a church to where it was okay to say, I'm not okay. I, I don't have it all together. I'm a, I'm a broken sinner in need of the gospel. We, we wanted this to be a place to where it was okay to not be okay, and you could say that out loud, and you wouldn't be ostracized, but rather there would be a, a group of people ready to rally around you, to love you, to serve you, to, to help pull you out of that place of darkness and into the light. We, we wanted that to, to be this type of church. And listen, church family, by God's grace, that is what God has done here. God has done that. God has done that. Listen, we have done that together. It, it, it hasn't been me. It hasn't been the church leadership, but we have done that together. But it has been God who has done that and built a church like that through us. God has done some amazing things over the last five years. Psalm 77 calls us to remember what the Lord has done. Guys, just, just think about all that God has done in this church in the last five years. We, we have seen marriages that, that were, I mean, on the rocks to say the least, but by God's grace through this church, marriages have stayed together. Man, I'm, I'm talking about two people sitting on a couch in a living room for, for marriage counseling, sitting on opposite sides of the couch, shooting daggers at each other. And then as God has ministered to them through the church, you, you see them scoot a little bit closer together on the couch. By the end, they're, they're holding hands and, and worshiping Jesus. I mean, God has done that through this church. And, and you have to realize like, the, the, the impact of that, um, not only on the, the lives of the, the men and women um, who have stayed and, and remained married, but the lives of the children that are 
in that marriage. I mean, it's, it, it's incredible to, to know that God has saved marriages in and through this church. It's, it's incredible to know that men are walking free from addiction. Women are walking free from addiction because of what God has done through Gospel Community Church, addictions to pornography, addictions to drugs and alcohol. God has radically reshaped and changed people's lives through the ministry of Gospel Community Church. And that is exciting. To, to know that God is at work here, that God's doing something among us. Guys, I want to be a part of a church where, where God is doing something. If, if God isn't at work, if God's not active among us, I mean, then what are we doing here? Let's, let's go somewhere else. Let's do something else. Let's find where the spirit of God is moving and let's go there. But guys, the good news is that God, through his sovereignty, has decided to allow his Holy Spirit to come in and move and radically change the lives of the people in this church. God has seen it fit to bless us with kids on kids on kids on kids. Amen? We, we got kids everywhere here at this church. And you have to realize, man, that is a blessing from God. That, that is God saying, I'm going to entrust you with something that is so near and dear to my heart, children. You know, the, the disciples, um, as they were trying to bring the kids uh, to, up to Jesus, it, the, the disciples said, no, he, Jesus doesn't have time for kids. And he says, no, you, you bring those little ones to me because children are near and dear to the heart of Jesus. And so God is saying, I love this church and I'm entrusting this church with a great weight and value by giving us as many kids as we have we are involved in sharing the gospel with these young souls. That, that's an amazing responsibility that we have and, and a great blessing from the Lord. Guys, we, we've seen baptisms every year. I mean, just think, there, there are churches in this county who haven't seen baptisms in years and God has seen fit to bless us in this way. We're not better than they are. I'm just saying God has blessed us in this way for us to see baptisms every year, to, to see as many kids as, as we have, to see marriages saved, to see people walking free um, of, of addictions. Guys, in addition, listen, this church, um, the, the number that we are, we have still been able to give, listen, thousands of dollars to families in need. That, that is something that all of us have joined together and we've been able to serve families in this church, other families that aren't in this church, that, that aren't members here. We've been able to give generously because you guys gave generously. This church has been able to give generously to families in need, families who couldn't pay their bills, families who didn't have any food, uh, children who, who didn't have anything for Christmas, 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 this, this generously and give thousands of dollars away uh, to families in need. In addition, we've been able to give thousands of dollars away to church planting efforts through uh, the, the church planting network that we're a part of, Acts 29, and also uh, the church plant in, in Scotland that we support. So, so though uh, some might look at this and say, well, the numbers are few. Listen, our blessings are great and, and our impact is global because of God. That's incredible. It's, it's incredible what God has done in, in and through us. In addition, uh, just last week, uh, we were able to uh, install an elder, bring another pastor um, on. So, so I got reinforcements. Um, my, wife, my wife said, amen. So 
You, you have to see what, what God has been doing in, uh, in, in through this church is, is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I want us to remember what the Lord has done in this church. We've seen people grow spiritually. We've seen people in this church gain a greater depth of knowledge about the gospel and have seen lives transform where people are laying down their lives, loving one another, serving one another, and caring for one another. We're seeing that happen here at this church. And in four short months, we will celebrate our five-year anniversary. Just in four short months, we, we will be able to celebrate our five-year anniversary. We've, we've also seen some bad times. We've seen sickness. Uh, together as a church, we've heard bad doctor reports. Uh, we've lost jobs. Uh, we've been short on finances personally and, and church-wide. We've, we've gone through spiritual attacks. We've gone through depression. We've, we've seen death of, of members, and, and we've made it through all of that together as a united church body, and that in and of itself is also a miracle. So <clears throat> the question that we're seeking to answer this morning is, is this. Um, this is what God has done. We, we've just recounted the good and mighty works and deeds of the God that we serve here in and through this church. So the, the question we're seeking to answer this morning is, What's next? What do we do now? Five years ago, we, we had this vision, we had this dream, we had this picture in our mind that, that we wanted to plant this church that would be all these things and that would do these things and that God would work through and, and see people's lives change forever and, and, and that's happened. And so here we are on, on the cusp of this five-year anniversary looking at the next five years, looking at the next 10 years and, and I think we've got to pause and, and say, okay, well, what do we do now? We wanted to plant a church. We did that. We're, we are out of our adolescence phase. We, we, we're, we're now um, moving and, and breathing and, and are a church body, a church family. So, so the question is what now? I mean, we wanted to, to do community groups. We, we got that going to get, get the, the Sunday service going. We you know, set up counseling and, and benevolence and, and all this kind of, all the systems and structures and the pieces are all in place. So the question is, what do we do now? What's, what's next for us and, and where do we go from here? So uh, listen, guys, you know, here at this church, we uh, generally, we, we preach straight through books of the Bible, uh, chapter by chapter, line by line, verse by verse, so on and so forth. Uh, we've had an opportunity over the last five years to go through uh, several books of the Bible, and we're going to be jumping into Mark, not next week, but the week after, okay? So if you want to be reading ahead, you can do that. But our aim for the next two weeks is to paint a picture of the future of Gospel Community Church. So, so so we're talking about church vision, okay? So when we say vision, here's what we mean. We mean a picture of the future. We mean here is what we want to be, here is where we want to go. It's a, it's a picture of the future. It's a, the, the vision for the vision of gospel community church. And so that is what we're gonna be talking about for the next two weeks. So here it is, are you ready? Okay, here, here is the vision for Gospel Community Church for the next five years. As a church body, here it is, we want to know the Bible and share life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville and the world. We want to know the Bible, 
We want to share our life with others, with other people, bringing hope to Fayetteville and to the world. So, so listen, when we say knowing the Bible, you, you have to understand when, when the Bible uses the term to know, it, it, it's not simply a mental acknowledgement. It, 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 when we say know the Bible, we're not talking about getting the facts from here in here. We're, 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 what we're talking about is an intimate understanding of what the Bible is and what the Bible says. We're, we're talking about knowing God's word in the sense that we're taking it into our brains, yes, um, but also applying it to our lives, letting it get down into the depths of our heart and our soul. We're talking about knowing, really knowing what God has to say to us. Listen, God has spoken to his people. He didn't have to speak, but he did, and he does, and it's here in this very word. And so what we want to focus on, what we want to be about for the next five years is knowing this word. So, so we're going to teach through books of the Bible. We're going to gather in homes and community groups and talk about this great Bible. We're going to, we're going to gather on Sunday nights and do Bible studies. We're, we're going to keep sharing the gospel and sharing this great Bible knowledge with one another together as a family. That's, that's what we want to do. We want to know the Bible. Not only do we want to know the Bible, but we want to share our life with others. We want to give of ourselves to other people. We want to sacrifice our time, our talent, and our treasure. We want to give of ourselves to other church members. We want to lay our life down in loving and caring and forming this biblical gospel-centered church family. In addition, we want to give our lives away or share our lives with those who don't know the gospel so that they might know the gospel. Not only do we want to share and give our lives away to the people in this room, we also want to share and give our lives away to those who don't know the gospel, people who are far from God. Maybe it's a family member, a coworker, a friend who is far from God. We want to share our life with those people so that they might come to know the gospel, so they might see gospel implications in our lives. In a highly individualistic culture that's all about me, we want to be about others. So we want to know the Bible and we want to share our life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville and the world. Listen, when, when, we, say, when we say hope, um, he, here is what we're, we're not talking about. We're not talking about a feeling uh, that is wanting something to happen. That, that's, that's the general understanding of hope. I, I hope I get a raise. I hope I get a new car. I hope my foosball team wins the big game. Uh, I hope I get a large pizza all to myself. That, that is um, the general understanding of hope. But when we say hope, we're, we're talking about biblical hope. Here's, here is what I mean. I mean the confidence that God is working all things together for the good and will ultimately fix everything that is broken. That's, that's the hope that we want to bring to people. We, we want them to have this type of deep uh, inner hope, true hope, biblical hope, real hope, meaning, meaning this, the assurance that suffering can be endured. Hope in this, that confidence uh, that there is no, doesn't matter how great the pain, we will not be crushed. When we say hope, we mean this, confidence in the present and courage for the future. So that's it. That, that's, our, that's our vision for the next five years. We want to know the Bible. We want to share life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville and the world. A few quick thoughts about it. One, um, this is simple. 
and, and it's simple by design. It, it's simple because we want one for us to be able to remember it, okay? We, we need to be able to get this vision down in our hearts so that we're all moving in the same direction together. It's, it's simple and it's understandable, okay? So, so the, the design of it is for all of us to be able to remember what are we doing? Where are we going? Well, we wanna know the Bible. We wanna share life with others. So, so it's simple by design. It's intentionally this way. So what if our vision was this, to be devoted to Christ-centered hermeneutic through inductive and expository Bible teaching and studying, experiencing a deep manifestation of the ecclesiological fellowship and evangelism for the glorification of the Trinitarian Godhead, amen. amen. That's pretty good vision, right? The, the difference is nobody knows what that means and nobody's gonna remember it. So this is simple in its design. We, we want people to remember it. So the hope is that it would be memorable. We, we can remember, okay, what are we doing the next five years? Where are we going? Where are we headed? Well, we want to know the Bible and share life with others. Okay, you can remember it. We want it to be understandable. So, so sometimes like I've, I've read tons of vision statements from other churches, okay, in, in the last months as, as we've been developing this together. And, and sometimes I read them and I'm like, I don't even know what that means, okay? And, and nor does anyone else. And so if you're trying to communicate that to someone else, they have no idea what you're talking about. So it is memorable and it's also understandable. We, we understand, and, and even people who are outside of the faith who aren't Christians can grab a hold of this and, and they, can, they can understand when we say, hey, wh what do you do on Sunday? Like, what is your whole church about? Well, we're about knowing the Bible. Oh, okay, that makes sense to them. Lost people get that. They wanna know the Bible. And we wanna share our life with other people. Again, that, that's understandable, communicatable terms. Okay, so, so we want it to be understandable, we want it to be memorable, we also want it to be transferable. So the idea of this is that, let's say you're at a gas station, you, you see an old friend from college or high school or, or whatever, hey man, how's it going, great to see you, what have you been up to, oh man, you know, so on and so forth, hey, where are you going to church at? Oh, I'm, I'm going to Gospel Community Church, oh cool, I've been looking for a church, what's your church like? Right then, what do you say? Yeah, so, so maybe there, there would be a lot of different people, like they would say a lot of different things. Well, you know, our church is about this or it's about that or whatever. But, but what this does is it unifies us together as a church family so that this is now transferable to people in our community, to people in our life. Hey, I'm looking for a church. What's your church like? Well, hey, we're, we're all about knowing the Bible and sharing life with others. That's what our church is about. That's what our church is doing. That's the direction our church is going. We, we wanna know the Bible and, and share life with others. So, so it is simple by design. In addition, it's also us. So as, as we were thinking about this together as a team, um, we, we wanted to say, okay, where are we going in, in the next five years? Here was a really important question to us. Where has God brought us and how has God uniquely blessed us? You see, God has brought together unique individuals, unique people, and knit them together to be a unique community, meaning not every two churches are the same. What that means is God has a specific and unique design and a unique plan for each individual church. He's got a specific design for us as a church. So this is clearly us because of this. 
Every time we do a new members class, and, and listen guys, we've got new members class, here's my plug, new members class coming up in October. If you're interested in becoming a member here at this church, please sign up. This class will lead you through, hey, here's who we are, um, here's what we believe. It'll give you a great understanding of, of where we land on things. You'll have time to answer questions, or ask questions, and, and hopefully get, uh, get an answer in that. So signups are in the back, plug officially over. Now, as we have brought people through the new members class, we, we sit down with these new members and we ask them this question, why do you want to be a member here at Gospel Community Church? And listen, 100% of people, okay, that's a high percentage. That's all of the percentages, okay? 100% of the people have said, we love the teaching, we love the focus on the Bible, and we love that it feels like a family. Everybody has said that. So, so what that says to me is that this is how God is blessing us. He is blessing us in this way, meaning y'all are crazy and you're willing to show up and listen to me uh, preach for an hour. It's like, you guys don't have anything better to do. Um, you, you guys are willing to go to people's homes and sit around and talk about the Bible. Uh, you wanna come to Sunday night Bible studies. I mean, you, you guys are Bible people. God has blessed this church with Bible people. In addition, you guys, um, when we dismiss the service, Y'all don't leave. I mean, Wyatt was trying to do announcements, getting everybody to sit back down after the, the five-minute countdown, but you guys are still just up talking to each other. Why? Because you love one another. This is how God has uniquely blessed this church, and so we just want to emphasize that and keep doing that over the next five years. So this statement, it's simple. This vision plan is simple. In addition, it's us. It's how God has made us, and so let's capitalize on that and just keep moving forward. So this statement is simple and um, this statement is us, okay? So our, our vision for the next five years um, is to know the Bible, to share life with others, bringing hope um, to Fayetteville and the world. Listen, this, this is a vision plan that everybody needs. You need it. I need it, the, the people out there need it because people are looking for something to hope in. You're looking for something to hope in, the people out there are looking for something to hope in. And, and there's, a, there's a sense in, in humanity, in people, where our, our souls have this unidentified ache we, we try to fill it with the fast-paced world that we live in. We, we try to fill it with well, you know, Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and, and our jobs and going here and going there and, and watching Netflix and, and just finding things to essentially numb the soul because the soul is crying out, I need something to hope in. And because um, we looked at things like money and job and sex and and our appearance and our and bigger houses and better cars, those things don't give the soul something to truly hope in. Those things aren't big enough. They're too small. We need something of eternal weight. We need something of eternal glory to really hope in. That's what we need. That's what I need. That's what you need. That's what your friends need. That's what your family needs. We need something of eternal weight and eternal glory to truly hope in. And here is the true hope. It's the gospel. 
That's the gospel. So, so when we say bringing hope to Fayetteville in the world, we mean we want to share the gospel. We want to we share the fact that, listen, we are sinners. I am a sinner. If you've come here looking for a perfect pastor or a perfect church, you're at the wrong place. And so the truth is because I've sinned, because I've done things that are wrong, I've said things that are wrong, I've thought things that are wrong, those things are wrong and justice must be done. We want justice to be done. It is a good and right thing. The problem is, what about justice for the wrong things we have done? What about justice for the wrong things we have said? What about justice for the wrong things that we have done, thought, and lived out? That's the bad news. Here's the good news. Jesus Christ comes to live the life we should have lived. He lived the perfect life. And he dies the death we should have died in our place for our sins, meaning this, the justice that should have come to us was played out on Jesus Christ on the cross so that all of God's wrath that should have rightfully come to me was placed on him. And here's what that means. Now I am no longer seen in the eyes of God as a sinner, but now a saint. The works that Jesus earned were placed on me, and so now I am in good favor, and I am a son of God. He looks upon me and says, I love you, I care about you, I'm so interested in you, and I've got big plans for your future. And even though things are painful, and though sometimes things are hard, I'm working those things out for your good, and in the end, I'm going to come back, and I'm going to fix everything. I've got this. That is what we want people to really believe and get down in their souls so that they can have hope. Real hope. Hope in the... So we want to know the Bible. We want to share life with others, bringing hope to Fayetteville and the world. Now, when it comes to our vision, we're not really creating new methods. We don't need to. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're not trying to abandon traditional methods or reimagine what the church could be. That's not our vision. Our vision clearly and plainly comes from a pattern that we see in the scripture. Um, if you would, open up your Bibles to Acts chapter 2 or get out your smart devices, Acts chapter 2. We're going to be looking at verses 42 through 47 this morning. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. Jesus Christ, um, at this point in the narrative, um, has ascended to heaven. Uh, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. He promised them uh, after, before he left that he was going to send his Holy Spirit. The day of Pentecost arrives. The Holy Spirit comes and rests on the church. Peter stands up and preaches. 3,000 people get saved. The, the church goes from 120 to 3,120 people like that. And the New Testament, the New Covenant church is born. And what... Uh, we see here in verses 42 through 47 is a snapshot of the church. So when we're thinking about 
where are we going? What are we going to do as a church? What better place to look? What, what better place to turn our eyes than to say, what was this church doing? And then let's just model our, ourselves after that. So we see at the very beginning, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. By God's grace, we have the apostles' teaching right here in our New Testament. It's right here in our Bible. So they were seeking as a New Testament church to know the Bible. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship or and sharing their lives with others. That's what the New Testament church was doing. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and the breaking of bread and the prayers. They were sharing their lives with others. Most, most Bible commentators here, uh, when it talks about the breaking of bread and the prayers, they, what, what they see this as, as the New Testament church came together, they were certainly eating, okay? They, they were sharing a meal together, but this breaking of bread is also a, a formalized breaking of bread, meaning they were observing the Lord's Supper or they were taking communion together. Again, this is why we take communion here at this church every week. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were, they were devoted. They were relentlessly about God's word. In addition, they were devoted to one another relentlessly about each other. And the good and amazing thing that was happening there in this church, and awe came upon every soul, and many signs and wonders were being done through the apostles. This was to authenticate um, their message. Verse 44 and all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. This, is, this kind of fellowship does not exist in the Bible until the Spirit of God comes and rests on the church. This is a spirit-filled church. This is a Holy Spirit-filled gospel church that is living out a true sense of gospel-centered fellowship. They were selling their possessions. Now, this doesn't mean uh, that they became communists, right? Um, but, but what it does mean, but we, we know that they didn't sell everything because it says they were visiting one another's homes. So they still had homes, meaning they, they did have personal property. But... They were so willing and ready to let their personal stuff go to serve one another because they loved one another so deeply. Who cares about my car, right? Who cares about my house? I, I love these people so deeply and so dearly, I'm willing to let those things go. That's what, that's what these people were saying, and this is how they were living, there's a lot of fellowshipping in here. This word is used repeatedly. There's a lot of eating food in here. That's, they, they, that, there seems to be this theme where they are devoting themselves to God's word. They're hanging out with one another and there's always something to eat. Amen? This is the model and the style um, of the New Testament church. And so when we talk about our vision and, and what we want to do in the next five years, th this is it right here. We're not reinventing the wheel. We're not trying to rethink or reimagine what the church is. We're just looking right here and saying, this is what it is. So, so how closely can we get to this? This vision to know the Bible and share life with others is a costly vision. 
It's a, it's a costly vision. While it is simple in the sense that it is understandable and repeatable and transferable, to actually live it out is not simple at all. It, it's very costly. It's gonna cost you something to do this, to live this way, to walk out what it really means to, to, to live and function in the New Testament church of God. It costs you something. It is not, when we say fellowship, when we say togetherness, when we say loving one another and serving one another, we're not talking about just a sentimental feeling. We're not talking about only potluck dinners in the church hall. This comes through giving and it's amazing. This is sacrificial. This is laying down your life. This is putting others first. But look in the text. You, you have to see here that day by day attending temple together, I'm in verse 46 again, and breaking bread in their homes, they receive their food with glad and generous hearts. While we're saying, yes, give your whole life away to Jesus by giving your life away to the local church, that means loving and serving people in the church and seeing that gospel go forward. We're saying, give your whole life away. We're saying, sacrifice it all. And when you do that, there is deep and abiding joy. They, they had generous and glad hearts. Listen, they were so generous and glad because they weren't tied to their stuff. They were investing their lives in the lives of other people. And because of that, they found glad hearts. They, they found deep and abiding joy. Now, before you think this community was all about itself, us four, no more, shut the door. Look at verse 47. Praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. This loving community that we see here in this picture is what every human heart longs for. So their devotion to God's word, their devotion to one another led to evangelism. Here's what we believe at this church. True discipleship always leads to evangelism. True discipleship leads to evangelism. When there's no true, real depth and, and getting into God's word and living out the implications in, in your life and, in, and seeing that happen in the lives of one another, we don't think there will ever really be effective evangelism. A, a lot of times churches try to put evangelism before discipleship. We're just gonna be all about evangelism, all about evangelism, all about evangelism, and, and they never get to discipleship. And, and our, our view is that true discipleship, when we're really making disciples, what will happen is those disciples are evangelists. And that's exactly the pattern that we see here. That the longing of the human heart is to know God's word and to share life with other people. And so as we start walking it out, it becomes a fragrant aroma to the lost. And they say, who are you crazy people? Why are you loving one another so much? Why are you giving of yourself like this? Why do you show up there every Sunday? Why do you live this way? I don't get it. And they start to get drawn in and drawn in and drawn in, and then the Holy Spirit got them. Amen? That's exactly what was happening here in this text. So, the vision for the next five years is for us to know the Bible and share our lives with others. And, and we hope and, and believe that the result of that is that it will bring hope um, to, to Fayetteville, to the surrounding area, um, and, and to the world through church planting and, and things like that.
So here is the big question. Now that all of that is out on the table, how are we going to do that? Okay. That's what we want to do. That's the picture of the future. That's, that's where we're going. That, that's the type of people we want to be. But how do you do that? How do you know the Bible? Um, and, and how do you share your life with other people? I mean, and how do we know, here's, here's the question that we wrestled with, how do we know we're gonna do that? Or how do we know when we have done that? So at our 10 year anniversary, can we look back at the past five years and say, yes, we have delved deeply into the Bible and we have shared our life with other people. How are we gonna be able to do that? So what I'm saying is when you talk about vision strategy in the future of the church, these things have to be measurable, Right? You, you, you have to be able to measure um, th- this type of thing. But how do you measure knowing the Bible or sharing your life with other people? That becomes really problematic. And so here's what I thought. I thought, okay, we're gonna focus on knowing the Bible. So uh, we'll give all of our members a Bible quiz. We will average those scores together. And in five years, we'll take the same Bible quiz and just try to improve the score. That was my idea. And then I had another idea that that idea was stupid. Um, but, but we have to figure out how we're going to measure this. I mean, and how do you measure sharing your life with other people? What do we do? Create a form. And every time you have dinner at somebody's house, you fill out the form and turn it into the church office. I mean, how are we going to see this vision clearly walked out and how do we make it measurable? How do we, how do we do this? Well, we do this by asking people, um, to build their life on this blueprint right here. So there's a blueprint laid out. I mean, it's, it's a plan. It's, it's, it's there. And so our hope is to get the members of our church building their lives on the Bible's blueprint. Now, here's how we work that out here at Gospel Community Church. The Bible's blueprint. Here we go. We envision the members of Gospel Community Church building their lives on the Bible's blueprint. And here it is. Number one, Sunday morning gatherings. Number two, community groups. Number three, men's and women's groups. And number four, Sunday night studies. We can look here at this text and see Sunday morning gatherings. They were attending the temple Okay, community groups, they were in one another's homes, men's and women's groups, they were together day by day uh, for uh, Sunday night studies. Again, they, they were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching. So, so this is the blueprint that we see here in this text, and, and we're just putting shape to that um, in our context and saying, we want to see the members of our church doing these four things here. So Sunday morning gatherings, this is where we gather together and we seek to know the Bible. The Sunday morning gathering, we're, we're together on Sunday morning, so we're sharing our life with other people. We, we do that same thing in community groups. As we gather together in people's homes, what are we seeking to do? Know the Bible. We're there sharing a meal with other people, so we're sharing our lives with other people. Men's and women's groups, those are smaller groups inside your community group that are gender-specific Um, Sometimes we call them DNA groups or whatever you want to call them. But inside your community group, it's a group of, if you're a dude, it's a group of dudes whom you communicate with on a regular basis. You're you're confessing sin. You're repenting. They're praying for you. You're praying for them. 
And then we have Sunday night studies, again, where we're together sharing our life with one another, seeking to know the Bible, knowing the Bible and sharing life with others. So you have to see how this blueprint, these four things helps us execute the vision for the church. Because if we are walking in those four things, if we are living out this blueprint, if we're building our lives on this plan, then we will necessarily be knowing the Bible and sharing life with others, right? So that, that's the plan. I, I want you to see how this does that. Does that make sense? I, I want you to see how this blueprint helps us do the vision, walk out that, that vision of knowing the Bible and sharing life with others. This biblical blueprint is handcrafted to help us know God's word and share life with others. This biblical blueprint cultivates the knowledge of the gospel and demands practical implications be lived out together, producing in us hope. Okay? So here is a summary statement for us. It'll come up on the screen. Our desire for the next five years is to see 75% of our members consistently building their lives on the biblical blueprint. We believe that as a result, we will know the Bible and share life with others, and that will bring hope to Fayetteville in the world. Ultimately, we will experience exponential growth spiritually and numerically. We'd love to see 100% of our members do this, but we're realistic. We would love to see all of our members do this, but listen, we're setting a hard and fast number that over the next five years, we want to see 75% of our members constantly, consistently showing up to Sunday morning gatherings, being involved in a community group, being involved in a men's and women's group, and showing up on Sunday nights to the, to the Sunday night studies. Because if, if we can get the vast majority of our members doing this, living this way, this radically different way, this, this, this divorced from culture way of living, then we believe we'll know the Bible and we'll be sharing our lives with others. And that what that will produce is hope around here in Fayetteville and, and through the world. We believe that through that, we will grow spiritually. We'll grow to be more and more like Jesus in our own personal lives and that more people will hear the gospel and more people will show up here on a Sunday morning having their lives transformed forever. That's where we're going. That's the vision. I hope that if you're a member here at this church, you're allowing this to sink down into your soul. I hope that hearing this, it excites you. I know it excites me. I hope that you're seeing this picture of, of families, broken families coming through our doors and finding healing. I, I hope you're, you're seeing this vision of, 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 a, of a guy who is just so covered up with, with, with his addictions that he doesn't know which way is up and, and he comes through these doors or he shows up to a community group and he finds a community of, of people who are willing to share their life with him and he finds freedom from addiction through Jesus Christ and through the gospel. He finds hope. Can you see that? Can you see that? Can you see that broken marriage that, I mean, they're, they're filing papers. They're right there, yet they, they find hope here because people know the Bible and they're sharing their lives with other people and that marriage stays together. Can, can you see that? 
Can, can you see that person who's, who's been physically abused, who, who's been molested or raped, and, and they're walking around with this deep, sinking feeling in their soul, yet they come here and they hear the gospel and they experience biblical community, and though they find themselves in a dark and terrible place, they find hope here at the church. Can you see that? Don't you want to be a part of that? I know I do. I want to be a part of it so much, I want to give my life away to this vision. And, and I hope that you'll do the same. So for the next five years, we want to know the Bible. We want to share our life with other people, bringing hope to Fayetteville and, and the world. And, and we're going to do that by building our life on this blueprint that we see here in the scriptures. I invite you to do the same thing. I invite you to do the same thing. Let's pray. Father, this is your church. It's not ours. It's not our church. We, we didn't plant it. You planted it through us. We don't keep it alive, God. You keep this church alive. And so we just acknowledge, Lord, that, that we are yours. This church is yours. Father, I pray now for the next five years of Gospel Community Church's future. I pray that you would see this vision come to reality. I pray that it would sink down deep into the souls of every member here, that they would want to give their lives away to knowing the Bible and sharing life with other people, that this is what we would be about, that this is what would bring us uh, joy in you, is seeing this vision lived out, walked out in our own personal lives and, and the lives of those around us. And so, Father, bless this church. Continue uh, to bless this church as you have done so graciously, so mightily over the last several years. We just ask for your continued uh, blessing here, uh, your continued provision over this church. Continue to protect us, keep us safe from the evil one. Uh, and most of all, Lord, we, we ask that you would get your rightful glory uh, from this church and, and from these people. And we ask all these things in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. Amen.